You are listening to the Global CTE Podcast with your host, Sylvester Chisholm. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Global CTE Podcast. I am your host, Sylvester Chisholm. This is the place where we want to wrap a blanket of goodwill around the career tech education community, and we highlight the best, the brightest, the innovators, the movers, the shakers, and today is no different as it relates to our guests. Let me tell you about Jeff Hoffman. Jeff is an esteemed educational leader serving as the director of future learning in the CELA school district in the state of Washington. With the passion for student success, Cochran plays a pivotal role in shaping the district's vision and strategy for CTE programs and future-driven projects spanning from pre-K to 12th grade. Under Jeff's leadership, there has been a 60% increase in CTE course enrollment since taking over the rural high school program. His steadfast belief in the transformative power of integrating CTE concepts and mindsets throughout the public school system drives his mission to enhance student achievement and prepare them for a rapidly changing world. Under Cochran's leadership, the CELA School District has become a model for CTE integration. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh man, I'm I'm super pumped and excited about this conversation. Um, little backstory. Let me start with a little backstory. Uh, Jeff and I come into contact because we're both on the America Succeeds uh, Durable Skills Advisory uh, Committee for educators across the country, and um, you know we're really all about trying to prepare these students for success with the right skills. And um, and Jeff's name kept popping up. People were like, man, you got to talk to Jeff. You got to talk to Jeff. So <laughs> this integrating CTE, I can't wait to dive into it, man. Um, but let's let's start with your origin story, man. How do, how do you how do you get here? Uh, Sylvester, I, that's a really good question. I um, my mom was an educator. She was an elementary teacher. And uh, if we go all the way back, you know, I've always loved uh, building things. And uh, I was like a Lego freak as a kid, but I, I, I went into college thinking I wanted to be a, a school counselor, wanted to help kids uh, get them where they needed to go in the future. Um, but as I went through the process, realized that I wasn't going to have enough impact as a school counselor on a day-to-day basis. I wanted to have a huge impact on number of kids. Uh, so I went, in, I went into, uh, believe it or not, this is crazy. I, I taught English. Um, wow. Okay. I wasn't a CTE guy. Uh, I didn't really find that until later, but as a, as an English teacher, I was all about innovation and finding new ways to connect kids to the real world and things that are outside of, of the norm. So what I was most passionate about then is the same thing I'm most passionate about now is finding that hook, finding that thing that, um, kids enjoy, kids love, kids want to do in their future. Um, and so later in my career, I became an administrator and, uh, CTE always had this place where I didn't really understand it. It was always kind of an, kids were othered and put there instead of here. Uh, it was college or career. You know, there's that and word in there, college and career, but kids don't hear that. Parents don't hear that. Um, and and so I, I started believing that, hey, every kid's going to have a career um, in their life. So let's stop saying college and career or college or career. It's every kid's going to have a career. Let's go all in on that. Um, and we've had a lot of success in SELA and that bio is really nice. It makes me sound like this amazing person. But uh, my dad always says that um, 
you know, the, the, the greatest form of leadership is allowing, uh, I'm, I, I have a great, great team uh, of teachers and then a great team of, of administrators who I work with, who, um, we, we come up with great ideas and, and my, my job is to really remove barriers so that they can be successful. I, I love how you said that, um, shout out to dad for that wisdom, because that's, that's, that's powerful, man. I wish more people thought like that. And, um, think we instead of me or I. Um, but with that said, that spirit of collaboration, um, talk to me about CTE integration and some of the work you all are doing at at CELA. Yeah. So in CELA, you know, one of the things that we, we do that I think is unique is that it, from top down, superintendent all the way through uh, preschool teachers and, and paraprofessionals, we integrate our CTE uh, pathway work all the way down through preschool. So uh, we do it through specialists in the elementary level um, and then our, our counselors with the career connected pieces. So um, we actually, we, we use some, some products that, that offer things in both uh, English and Spanish because we have a dual language program. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we have eight different pathways. We do things a little bit differently. We don't, follow all of the, you know, the, the national pathways, we, we let our students vote. Um, and, you know, our, our most recent pathway, we had marketing and hospitality put together, but students okay. said, Hey, those don't make as much sense together. So we split them and we have business and marketing, kind of the typical um, business and marketing pathway, but then we split into hospitality as its own uh, because students have, have really been, we call it voting with their feet. Um, so we really went all in on splitting that. Now, what we did uh, with, with the integration piece is we look at our pathways that we have kind of at the high school, middle and high school level. And we, we figure out ways that we can integrate those skills uh, in, our, in our lower grades. And in CELA, we have a, a kindergarten building, we have a one, two building, and we have a three, five building. And then of course our middle and high school. Um, and in those buildings, we uh, we identified health science and ag science as our pathways that were missing uh, instruction in the classroom in, in, in K, basically pre-K through five. We were missing those pathways. So we went all in on, hey, let's have our, our high school teachers um, instruct. Let's send our high school students down and do we do like an ag day. Um, we're planning on doing an engineering day. Um, at, at all these buildings. And then we have our, of course, early childhood education there in those buildings all the time, those students. So oh, we're okay, really, hold on. yeah. yeah. I, hold on, hold on. Okay. So you're telling me, so we're running something that most people may understand more like in the high schools with the ag program, with curriculum mm -hmm. and such, but then you're taking those students to the fifth graders and to the elementary kids and they're teaching lessons. Is that, talk to me more about that part. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, so we're taking our ag science students. Um, they might be in a animal science class and they're learning about growth cycles of, of animals. Um, okay. And so we are a pretty, we're rural, but I mean, our kids don't think they're rural, right? Uh, okay. 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 Um, so kids will, we did an ag day. Uh, we've done it now for gosh, three years. So we, we added and put we had students come out, they, they learned about growth cycle of seeds, um, how plants grow. And this is at the pre-K building. Um, then they 
taught about animals they actually brought animals down and did like a farm like a zoo they called it a egg zoo or something like that yeah um and then you know if uh the integration into the specialist courses those students come in and they can almost be like tas um in those courses um so what we do is we take our well we, we invite all the students in that pathway um and we ended up taking probably 90 percent. so uh, we had some criteria hey you have to have a good attendance you have to have decent grades but here's the other thing is using grades as an indicator of of learning uh i, I don't think is maybe the the best method uh we have some kids who aren't doing really well in class who flourished when they were in front of in front of kids. So um Man, I, I think that is that comment there is the future of education. If we can figure that part out to get it's more about getting more people to buy into it at the administrative level to understand how to recognize it and verify learning in other ways other than just a grade. Um so you doing anything with like competency based oh, yeah. stuff or yeah, so we're we're a standards-based system. Um okay. and then uh what what we're hey, this is this is kind of groundbreaking. So uh this is fresh okay. hot off the press. Uh okay, let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear yep. it. Breaking news, breaking news, go for so, it. So <laughs> uh we started working, uh we're taking the you know the durable skills piece that, that you and I are a part of. Um we call them future ready skills. Uh, it's part of my title, I guess. So it, it makes sense. That's kind of what we're, (laughs) what we're driven to. But what we've done is uh, with our, our leadership team in the district, this is teachers, paras, administrators across the whole district. We took uh, what we believe it's, it's, you've probably heard of the, uh, oh gosh, it's the, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Portrait of a graduate. Portrait. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of people have portrait graduate and then you don't do anything with it. Right. It goes on the wall. It looks pretty. Um, and that drives me nuts. Like I, if we're going to work on something, we need it to be valuable and meaningful to mostly to kids. Um, not, it doesn't need to, you know, the teachers kind of know what they're supposed to do, but the, the students have to really understand what it means. So with this leadership team, we developed, a, we're developing, uh, and that's why it's hot off the press we, we're developing a rubric, essentially. What does it mean to be resilient at the pre-K level? So when you leave your pre-K building, what does it mean to be resilient? And then what's that through line all the way to high school in each building? What does it mean to be resilient, uh, proficiency and in, in resiliency? Now, the groundbreaking, crazy part that we're doing, we're teaching all of our standards through those skills instead of the other way around. So you know how a lot of people talk, they say, oh, I'm, I'm teaching this unit and, uh, you know, kids are collaborating as a part of this unit. No, we're explicitly teaching collaboration mm-hmm. through the unit rather than teaching the unit. And then kids just happen to pick up collaboration. You, you know, what's what's so interesting about what you're saying um, in, in the previous podcast, I had my friend uh, Petri Elo on who's from. Um, from Finley. And that is, that was the big part of our conversation is that the skill is first. That's how they approach it fully and completely. Like what you just said, uh, this is one of the top education systems in the world. He was like, okay, if we're saying, uh, like you said, collaboration, that's the skill we have to check the box on. 
how Jeff decides to get there and how Sylvester decides to get there as the teacher, it's totally up to you. The ball's in your court so you can personalize the learning or, you know, retrofit it to to your class or your students or or your particular environment. But the most important is starting starting with the skill. Yeah. Starting with the Absolutely. skill. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Man, I like that. I like that. Um, talk to me though about that resilience. I'm curious. Have you all expanded on the framework yet? Like what give me some examples. What does resilience look like in pre-K or middle school or high school? Or I'm if you have any uh insights to share. I'm curious. Yeah. So we we came up with a, a statement, you know, and that's really what's from our portrait of a graduate that was developed with business leaders, community members, all of that, of course, um, the whole process, kind of that typical. A lot of schools are now doing that. Um, but within that, we had words like growth mindset, grit um, and goal setting in our resiliency pieces. Um, and so then we broke it down into, OK, growth mindset, grit and, and, and goal setting and, and came up with statements. So for growth mindset. In the pre-K through two, students participate in adult-led activities that explore areas outside their interests and comfort zones. Pretty simple. And it leads all the way up to 9-12. Students accomplish things that they might not have thought possible. Yeah. Right? So you see it's adult-led and then student-led as it goes yeah. through the system. And I, I, I like that. I think you really, I hope everyone is listening to how, <laughs> It's it sounds so simple, but it makes a massive impact when you say like, no, we're going to flip it and not just say like, oh, what are we doing here? But let's be more intentional about that. You you brought it up. I was going to ask it later. I feel like you're looking at my uh, my show notes, but you brought it up. Uh, one one of your keynote presentations, um, let them vote with their feet, yeah. valuing student experience as evidence like. And that whole CTE friendly interest based scheduling, like talk to me more about that process of letting the students vote where you said you you shifted that marketing and hospitality class. Like what's the process look like? Well, a huge, huge shout out to uh, my former superintendent, Shane Backland and, and high school principal Colton Monty. So those two, um, along with me, we partnered, uh, gosh, four years ago and, and, and said, you know, we really need to grow CTE because we believe that this is what's best for kids. And I'll tell you what, Sylvester, it wasn't a popular decision. Um, we had a lot of people kind of, a lot of teachers really entrenched in the traditional mindset that college is where every kid needs to go. And we said, well, sure. A lot of kids need to go to college for their career, but it needs to be the right fit and so we went all in on finding right fit for kids um, and and having tiers within our pathways of, hey, our health science program, that can go straight to a career. It can also go straight to a, a tech trade school. It can also go straight to four-year school. And anywhere in between, it leads to all of those things. And so every student is taking those classes rather than kids who maybe aren't college bound. But with that came... Uh, we needed we needed more classes. We needed more teachers because what what we were seeing is kids were enjoying these classes. 
they were learning at higher rates as evidence on their standards and all the, the pieces that we've kind of always done within education. Um, they were growing way faster and their engagement was off the charts. So what we've done is uh, we essentially, we survey our students all the time. Um, of course, it used to only be at the end of courses, at the end of CTE classes. Um, but what we're, we actually aren't doing it yet, but what we'll do next year is we'll survey them in the middle of class, uh, like midterm. Hey, where are you at? Where are you at in your learning? Where are you at in your understanding? Would you recommend this class to another student? Right. So some of those types of classes midway through, not just kind of, I used to call it in, in when I was teaching, we used to call it like sucker punch grading at the end. Right. Now we want to know in the middle, like we want to know how you're doing, if you're getting anything. So that survey, and then we survey our students, what classes are you interested in learning about next? And that's a part of that, that survey. Is there something that you want that we don't have? We take that data and we run it into our, into our schedule before we do any kind of staffing. And, and then if we get enough kids to sign up, we identify where that staffing needs to come from. So uh, what Colton, the high school principal, and I did uh, every year when we sit down for staffing and, and you know, we'll have some turnover. Of course, there's always turnover. People leaving right. to go teach where they live or whatever it might be. We look at, hey, are we going to replace that person with, for example, an English teacher? Or is that English position going to become a business business teacher? Because now we're teaching some English through business instead. Um, we've been really fortunate that that we have been able to do that um, and, and put people in the best places to see not only students, but also staff. Um, we, we have, we have a great staff who's really, really flexible, but that wasn't always the case. Um, we had to tell some great traditional teachers, Hey, go find your happiness elsewhere. Um, and, and that, that was the not popular part. They were, they're good teachers, good people. Some of them were friends, um, but didn't have the mindset that said, Hey, we're all in on a kid's future and their future, not what we think they need, what they're telling us they need. So you know, when we, a lot of schools uh, and in previous schools I've been at say they let kids vote with their feet for scheduling and they don't, they determine who, who their staffing is and then determine what classes they're going to offer and then just put kids in there. Um, we don't do that. And it, I tell you what, it makes scheduling a nightmare. Um, but I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but it, it's. No, keep going, it, keep going, keep going. Cause I, I think it's, I think because you're really touching on something that quietly is in a lot of people's thoughts and probably keeping them up at night, like where you want to innovate and you see an idea that would work for your district, but then there's the the teacher part, right? It's like, well, how do we get the the buy-in, you know? So like maybe, maybe go a little deeper on that. Like um for the ones who didn't have to find their happiness elsewhere. How did you approach getting buy-in in terms of the flexibility and not just doing things as you've always done for the teachers? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, I, it started off with a shout out to, to Shane and Colton. I think Colton, okay. as the building principal, is the best I've ever seen it at improving people. Um, and sometimes that's improving them to choose elsewhere. Sometimes that's mm -hmm. improving them to think differently with mindset work. Um, but, but with, with he and I, um, we were relentless. Uh, 
we decided this is what we want because it's what's best for kids. Um, and we, we, we push staff to, to really think differently. And, uh, the, the, the swinging tide, you know, there's 30, it's, it's almost half of our staff at the high school level are now CTE teachers. Um, the, the other thing we've done is we've identified really stellar teacher leaders in other departments. Um, I keep using English because that's, that's, okay. uh, fresh on my mind, one of our very best English teachers, and we have a great English department. Um, one of our best English teachers said that she was interested in teaching a, what we call, it's called a launch class. It's a high school launch okay. class. A lot of schools have like a careers class. Um, yeah. It's sort of like that plus advisory. Um, okay. She was interested in teaching that and it's a, it's a CTE class. Um, and she's a, a teacher leader in the English department. And when she said, I want to go CTE because I'm interested in doing this class because I want to teach for incoming freshmen the skills they need to be successful in high school, as well as the understanding of all the pathways. And that's a whole nother topic. Maybe ask me about, about the, the, our launch classes. But um, yeah. she became a leader within that, that department but had gone CTE and so was able to talk to her colleagues in a way that they understood about why this is important and what this is doing for kids. And so it, it's sort of that grassroots, you know, I could talk to them blue in the face about why CTE is important, but when you take a leader who's already trusted, who's already doing the great work and empowering them to talk to their colleagues about the importance of this work. I mean, that, that was a game changer. And we've done that with, gosh, three or four teachers now um, who have said, you know what, I want to jump on the CTE train. Um, this is what's best for kids. I'm seeing higher levels of engagement. Kids are doing better learning their math class. You know, we put in a, an engineering class with a, a traditional math teacher who's all in. Like, he's like, Jeff, I want to go full CTE. Um, yeah. He was teaching engineering and design and then uh, algebra one. And he goes, you know what? They're learning more math and engineering and they're learning it at a faster rate and they're having a great time doing it. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I, I love, I, I keep hearing this thing. I know we're talking a lot about CTE integration, but I'm also hearing a lot of interdisciplinary um, mm -hmm. connections and not teaching in silos. You're making me think with that engineering class, one of one of our uh, school partners that, that we provide curriculum for uh, Evanston in Chicago it's a algebra, it's a freshman class, and it's like algebra and entrepreneurship, and the kids Sounds love good. it. And it's like you get them, you get them engaged. Kids who are not excited about math traditionally, but then once you wrap it around something that they care about, you give them a chance to do do something and learning by doing that. It just it opens up their eyes and and gets them excited about those those core those core subjects. Um, I, I do want to push on that. You, you, you referenced it, the launch classes, uh, talk to me about that and the connection to the internships and capstones at the, with the pathways. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of schools have these, it's a, a careers class or a, a senior, uh, every senior takes it kind of end of year, uh, mm -hmm. whether they do a senior presentation or some kind of little wrap up, um, We've taken it to a different level. So we have uh, we have grad launch. It's our senior class. We have high school launch, which is our freshman class. And uh, 
actually not the, not next school year, but the following school year after that, we're, we're going to add financial launch as a, as a junior class, mm. a, a required junior class. I like um, it. So, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is have courses at, at every grade level. Eventually we'll have a sophomore one too. We're looking, we're still looking at what that looks like, but uh, checkpoints, right? We know that, uh, that teachers are, have the largest impact on students when they see them every day. Um, our advisory system just isn't great. It's not long enough. Um, it's not often enough. It's, uh, there are certain things you have to do in there. So we said, you know what, we need a class where freshmen and seniors are kind of learning how to be freshmen and seniors. Um, so our, our, we started with high school launch. You know, we, we have uh, district requirements for things like they have to do community service. They have to do a uh, senior presentation. Those are great. So we put it in there. Um, they have to do some kind of senior health type type content. Mm -hmm. But what we what makes this class different is we, we went all in on, okay, learning about the pathways, where are you going? So what pathway are you in? We make every kid choose um, because the reality is if you choose a pathway, you can take courses in any pathway, but that, that pathway gives us as the adults an idea of how to better serve you. So we really like need to know the information. Um, so they, they, they would go all in uh, in their grad launch class and, and talk about pathways, talk about uh, what careers um, that pathway can lead to. They do all that exploration that's more driven to their future. What we're doing starting next year is we, we have enough students in, in two of our pathways now to have grad launch classes just in those specific pathways. So we have grad launch early childhood education and we have grad launch health sciences. And we're, we're integrating those classes first as sort of our pilot. Um, this is, I know it's going to be successful because our teachers in those programs are just fantastic. Um, but they, uh, students will have internship opportunities in that class. So it's really, it's not just talking about what I could do. It's that, no, you're going to go do it. Um, it's, Hey, you want to, you want to be an early childhood educator. You're going to go be in the preschool. You're going to be in the preschool two days a week, four hours a day, something like that. Hmm. Um, and then when they do their senior presentation, they're going to present to a panel of people from that industry. So instead of just people from, uh, like educators or principals or, you know, their parents who they're presenting to no, they're going to present to a panel of people in the health industry. So when they say, here's what I want to do in my career, or here's where I'm thinking about going or thinking about doing to further my, to further my career, to start my career, to launch my career, these people can actually speak to that. They can say, hey, you should maybe think about going to this university or this training center instead so they can help align kind of that student's thinking. So it can actually be a meaningful discussion for that student. Mm. Our plan is to have that um, essentially a capstone class in every single pathway. Um, right now, we're a trimester system. So right now, it's just a trimester class. But our health science teachers are chomping at the bit. They say, hey, we could do this all year. We could do this two trimesters. <laughs> we could do internships, right? So it, it's it's almost I'm trying to pull the reins back. Okay, let's prove it. Let's make sure this works. Let's get it going yeah. right. Um, and, and then make sure that that we do things correctly is kind of crawl before we walk and run uh -huh. the other yeah, class is with high school launch um i could talk yeah, go about ahead that. tell me about i want to hear about the high school launch yeah that's what i was going yeah. to go 
So uh, this all started. That when high school lunch is for fre incoming freshmen. Yep. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, this came from a, a need for intervention. So we have a ninth grade success team, and and uh, I was a part of that team, and and we found that our ninth graders weren't coming in with some of the requisite skills that you need to be a, a ninth grader. They didn't know credits. They didn't know pathways. They didn't know courses. They didn't know how to even like take notes. Um, just simple kind of. Uh, executive functioning type skills. And uh, I said, you're, you're 100% right. We need that. Now, Sylvester, my, my, my thought was we need that earlier, right? We don't. I, that's a, I was just about to ask you, like, now that you've <laughs> innovated with this, when are you going to, you're going to push that back mm -hmm. to seventh grade or fifth grade or something, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, don't, don't <laughs> let me forget that. I'm going to tell you about what I'm thinking we're going to do. Uh, okay. So, so this class, we, you know, we, we put it out there and every ninth grader takes it. Um, we have this year, we had our, that English teacher I said, I talked about, she is highly engaging. Fantastic, fantastic teacher. Um, shout out to Nikki Alcaranda. She's, she's fantastic. Um, right, shout out to Nikki. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I, the other thing that she's done is she's adapted it to, to be student led. So not only is she teaching these um, executive functioning skills, but she's also, each week is a different pathway. So students sign up for which pathway they want to talk about or present on. They then go interview teachers in that pathway. They go interview students in that pathway and they present to the entire class about course offerings, about uh, kind of where the pathway leads, types of uh, credentials that are offered, types of college credits you can get in the high school. So this is something that we used to do as educators, right? We would, we would present all this stuff right before kids register and they wouldn't listen. Um, Right. They'd watch these great videos that we'd put together, spend all this time doing. And it would fall flat. We wouldn't get the, the results we wanted. We didn't get kids where they needed to go because they needed to hear from their peers. They needed to hear from students who were in the classes, what they were doing um, and hear from the teachers, too. Not just, you know, a video of here's what we do, but go talk to the teacher, go see the robotics lab, go see the, the, the woods lab and metals lab, right. Go see those spaces because as a freshman, you might not know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and that's, the, and that's, you've thing, seen, you've seen mm -hmm. results from that, right? Like once yes. you get the peers in, involved, there's a, a greater connection and engagement. Yeah, I think that that's that's one of the reasons why we've had such great success with increasing enrollment in CTE, because now they have an understanding of what it actually means. It's not CTE. You know, you look it up and it's like brain injuries. You know, there's, mm -hmm. you know, kids are like, what is CTE? But they're starting to understand what pathways are. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's what's relevant to them. You know, this this package that the adults have sort of put together and called it CTE doesn't make sense to kids. And so but the package of, hey, health sciences engineering and design, right? Those things uh, make sense to kids because they start to see it. How how do you stay, let's stay there for a minute. Best practices because I, so so I have, I have a 16 year old son and I notice sometimes I'm always asking him how he sees what we do as adults when we're trying our best to mentor advise teach yeah. and great people are in front of him and he's like yeah but if they had done it this way it would have made more sense or it would have been better what are give me some best practices around 
unlocking that understanding of CTE for for students? Like, what are you seeing works to do that? Yeah, we're a, we're a big believer in, in CELA of multiple modalities. So um, I, I say standards firm, modality flexible. So the the standard's going to be the same, but how you demonstrate your learning needs to be different in, in, in lots of different ways, lots of different assessments. Um, but we asked the kids, you know, what are, what are ways that, you know, it, it, it's so funny. We, we teach kids all day and, you know, high school students, especially, but middle school and lower too, they know what they want. Now what they want and what we need them to get, that might be a little bit Mm -hmm. misaligned uh but why don't we trust them as as a data point right we you know school systems go all in on we need data on this well student you know reports anecdotal evidence that's data too might not be the best data point but it's data and we need to actually listen to our students so we have we're, we're vikings so we have a we have a thing called thor's council where uh it's truly students lead the discussion we ask them questions right it's it's high schools do this but it's what we do that's unique with with the data we actually make change based on what they say it's not like this fake hey you know you're on thor's council we're just doing it to check a box saying we're talking to kids no we actually are using that that's why we changed our pathway and, and you know have a business and marketing and a hospitality instead of just one pathway that's so that's so cool. So I'm I'm also a Viking. My high school is uh Parkway North Vikings, but we did not have a Thor's Council. That's a good I I love the name of that. That's a yeah. uh, that's that's solid, man. That's solid. But um I, I love that. I think it's just that data point of asking the kids, it may not be attached to um the insight of well what Where's the trends of the jobs in the community, the future jobs? However, yeah. it is a, a supremely valuable data point as it relates to engagement yeah. and how to, you know, how the, how they would prefer the delivery method or how it could be elevated. Um, yeah, so I, I'm man, that's so that's so awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, I, I want to move the conversation a, a little. Uh, your future nights transition yeah. program like what's like what's that what is that Explain oh man that. so this is uh this was this existed before i got there um okay but we what we've done is we've really elevated this um and we have some plans to do this uh i'll talk about the teacher plans with this uh so our futures night is a it, it's a night before registration where we invite all incoming eighth graders to the high school um and their families uh i don't know we had 200 student, 250 students and families uh, at our last one. COVID kind of was a weird, we had to do it virtually and it wasn't great. Um, but what they do is students come in and they, they essentially tour the school, but it's not us running things. Of course, the teachers are there. It's students showing you our culinary space. It's students showing you our videography. It's showing off student projects. So we had a uh, in our computer science program, students built a uh, a digital whiteboard. They just had an off-the-shelf $200 TV and some, you know, some augmented reality things around it. I don't even know what they are, but they they were showing off. Hey, here's what this this project that we did in class, what it does. 
They were flying drones in the hallways. They were doing all these really <laughs> engaging things, showing kids, hey, here's what these classes are. And then, of course, they get a little handout or, you know, some swag that says, hey, you know, take take these engineering classes. Here's the careers. Here's the things they lead to. So we've had really great success about uh, getting our students aware uh, of what classes that we offer. Um, it's just a piece of that, that plus high school launch, right? So it's all of these things integrate to help students really understand where things lead. Because, uh, you know, we can go all in on passion and purpose, which is one of our kind of key, key phrases that we have at the high school. We can go all in on that. But if it's not relevant to the kids, all the passion in the world isn't going to help them kind of see and envision themselves in that future career. Um, so, so this, that helps the relevance. I, I think that the bigger, bigger pieces too are some of our freshman classes um, are starting to go down and present at, at lower grades. Yeah. And this is kind of beyond the, this is, yeah I, yeah. I think that makes it, that makes a huge difference, man. That Like you're saying that, that, um, and I hope people are picking up on that. Like, how can you, and also elevates the learning for the older kids too. Like yeah. if, if you can teach it, then you know it. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like the, the learning that takes place from that and uh, going deeper with the work. I'm curious. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to switch it just a little bit. I know pre our, our pre conversation before we press record, we're recording yeah. this for anybody who's listening to this, just to, to kind of timestamp it. We're recording this in the summertime, right? So like, this is supposed to be the, the off time for educators. How, what are you doing, man, to, to recharge, to, uh, to come back pumped up uh, for the school year or any advice you have for educators on that? Hey, uh, great question, because I think that this is one of the things that's really affecting education in, in general. There's always more, there's always other things you know, I talk about futures night and I talk about, you know, launch classes and all this planning and these leadership teams. And sometimes as teachers and educators, we feel like all this stuff's always piled upon us. Right. Um, and, and it is, let, let's call it what it is. Um, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I said, I started off by saying one of my, one of my jobs as a leader is to take things off. Right. And, and to remove barriers, but how do we do it for ourselves as leaders too? Um, yes. So fortunately, I, you know, my, my contract, I can take off all of July. Um, so uh, my, my wife has to work in July. So, so I have, I have two kids, Paisley and Noah. And, and uh, so oh, my son's name Noah too. That's cool. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thir 13 and, and, and 10. Um, okay. And so I scheduled, I scheduled us uh, because, you know, I've, one of my kids loves routines and the other one doesn't. So it's sort of like my wife and I. Um, and I said, hey, let, let's do things that, that are unique. So I said, let's do day trips. So Tuesdays is our adventure day where we go. We go do a, a day trip. Uh, Wednesdays is like go eat somewhere that we've never been outside of, of you know, our city. Um, and then Thursdays is Lego day because I, I said at the beginning, I'm kind of a Lego nut. I, I like to build. Um and so they get a new Lego set after they've done their chores, of course. Um, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we do something as a, as a family. So my wife gets to join us. Uh, but the kids started calling it dad month. Um, so July is dad month because we just get to go adventure. And um, I'm one, in, I'm in Washington state. So it, 
you know, there's endless outdoor things we can go to do little mini hikes. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy getting out there and seeing just the joy on their face, right. Where they're like, Oh my gosh, look at that waterfall. Yeah. Um, or, That's you know, cool. we were at the celebrity saw the futures game and celebrity softball game in Seattle over the weekend. And, uh, you know, Jojo Siwa was there and uh, my daughter loves her and my son loves Mark Rober and, and he was there. And so there it's just fun. And that's, 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 that's so cool. I love dad month, uh, <laughs> the concept, but getting, I'm, I'm hearing getting outdoors, mm -hmm. uh, family time, trying some new things that you maybe wouldn't have. Uh, have normally maybe have the time to do during the busy school year. It's something. It's definitely for me too. I'm I'm a nature guy. It's something about connecting with nature um, mm -hmm. that helps helps me to get centered and just kind of clear the mind. So yeah. good stuff. Hopefully people are listening. Go do something. Yeah. Start your own dad month or mom month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, like it. Um, all right, man. T two final questions. Um, give me something tangible for uh for someone some best practices on the cte integration if they're really trying to move this forward in their district what are some maybe some starting points or some best practice yeah so i, I think there's there's a couple of things I, I didn't mention earlier but um your counseling group um you know the the, the counselors are supposed to do you know we use the ASCA model it's a national model for counseling um supposed to do career connected things throughout uh, a student's student's career in the in the school right so um, pre-k through 12 you're supposed to be doing a lot of career connected learning that's a really low-hanging fruit but what we did is we brought our our counselors together and said hey what are you doing spaghetti against the wall you know what are you doing in preschool to talk about careers what are you doing in high school to talk about careers and then everywhere in between and and really what we what we found was people were doing a lot of great things, but none of it was integrated. It wasn't like, Hey, in preschool, we talk about this and then it grows to this in first grade. And then, it, you know, it, we weren't talking about it um, as a, as a cohort, you know, there was a lot of well-intentioned adults kind of going, I need to do some careers. And so they would do this. And then we would do a career day here and a career day here. And kids were getting a lot of the same information again, again, again. So then what we did and what we're, we're in the process of this still is, is looking at where are our gaps? We're not doing a lot of ag science. Um, we do a ton of health science. It's easy to get people in from that career field. We're not doing a lot of engineering and design, right? So, so we're finding these gaps and then we come in and I come in and try to find people that can come in and talk to those things. If we're doing a career day, um, or we can start talking to some of our specialists. Hey, can you integrate some computer science into this lesson? Um, so from there, we, we, we can identify really easy areas of growth, things that we need that, that can help improve our outcomes for our students, our students' interests, our students' understanding kind of beyond, um, the classroom. Yeah, that's good stuff, Jeff. Those are, uh, definitely some, some good things for, for someone to take away and, uh, try to implement because I, you do find that well-intentioned, you're speaking on something, but you don't know what's happening at the middle school or at the mm -hmm. high school or elementary. But if you just get the people together, then we can try to align that. So it makes, uh, it has more of a flow to it um, throughout their, their high, their educational journey. 
And sure. I think people want to do that. You know, yep. I mean, people, uh, you know, I, we, we have phenomenal educators in, in obviously in CELA, but in the country. I mean, we have people who mm-hmm. want to work together, want to collaborate. So we need to offer them the time. Yep. Um, 100%. And you know what? Get out of their way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you sound like you do a good job with that, man. Like from your, just what I'm picking up from your leadership style is like, you, you, it seems like you try to create the space where good people can come in and collaborate and create and innovate and not like, Hey, I'm not trying to stand in your way. I, I like that. Well, and I'll tell you what it's been, it, that teachers recruit each other then. Right. Mm-hmm. So other districts are losing their people because they're not doing that. And we are. And so we're attracting great people and we, we don't pay as much as some other districts, but people want that. Right. Mm-hmm. They want, they want to be empowered just like kids. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, you know, we say as adults, we want to be empowered, but often we're not empowering kids in the classroom. And so, you know, it, we, we, we need to do both. So you feel like that's a, that's a good way to attract top talent, like empower top talent wants to be empowered and they want some autonomy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Last question. Last question. Um, can't wait. This is something I ask all the guests. Uh, what's your vision for the future of CTE? Yeah. Well, this is crazy. Uh, I don't think CTE needs to exist in the future because CTE will be the future. Um, you know, the, the way that we're going is that the traditional, and I say this from my heart, I was an English teacher. I love English. I don't think English is going to exist as it exists today. Um, I think it's going to be CTE will just be how we do business. Um, it will just be how we educate our kids. What's, what's I think going to happen in, in this maybe will be at the end of my career. Um, but what, what's going to happen is, is at the elementary level, we do all this integration of content, right? We don't teach like math here and English here and science here. We integrate it, right? You're getting your English through science and through math, and you're integrating all of those concepts. CTE does that naturally. So why in high school did we go to this siloed method of instruction where, oh, I only do math over here and I'm not good at that, but I can do this engineering over here. What? it's all math. It's all, you know, so I think what's, what's really going to happen is we're going to see those silos uh, fall. um, And we're going to see some integration of of content of curriculum. Uh, It's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take uh, kind of the traditional model of, of, of education of we're preparing you to go to a four-year school. Uh, It's going to take that, mindset leaving um i think parents still have that mindset uh you know when i talk to parents i talk to peers right my my kids my kids friends parents right i talk to them and they're like well i want my kid to go to a four-year school and i'm like why what what are they going to do with that you know what's the right fit for them what do they want to do well of course they're 13 they don't know um but having that conversation early with the parents they they see college as this is just what you do. Uh, and I don't think that's the case anymore. You know, I love college. I went to college. I had a great experience. Uh, but I don't think that that's the best fit for everyone. And I certainly, I don't think that the mindset that that's the best fit for everyone is healthy for kids. 
Um, and so I see our education system really shifting from that traditional mindset to the integrated mindset. Let's talk about how engineering is math. You need math for engineering, but in engineering, you also have to be able to explain your process. That's communication. That's English skills. That's, that's moving beyond, you know, if like Sylvester, you said it, if, if kids can explain it, they're learning it in a greater, in a greater way. Um, so that integrated approach to that CTE does is why in SELA teachers are flocking to it. Teachers are traditional teachers who already think outside the box. Like, like I did, um, are going, yeah, that makes sense. Why aren't all of our classes like that? That's a direct quote from Nikki Alcaranda, our English teacher who went to CTE. Why aren't all of our classes like this? Right. Same thing. Our, our math teacher who went to the engineering route, he goes, kids are learning in a much, they're learning much better right? They're much, they're way more engaged. Why aren't we doing this more? So, you know, what we did, we added a, an applied geometry class the next year, right? So kids still need geometry because that's what the state says, but Hey, you're going to go from engineering and design algebra to applied geometry. So now you're doing projects with the geometry, right? You're not just, you know, doing math problems on paper. Yeah. You have to make it real, man. You, man, Jeff, I, I feel like there's a part two to this conversation in our future. Because <laughs> I'll be happy to be we back. Could just, we could just keep going. We could just keep going. But I don't want to interrupt Dad Month here. Uh, so we yeah. will put a pin in it for now. Jeff, thank you for for all your insights. Thank you for the work that you're doing with uh, with our students in Washington, and and hopefully the insights that you shared today will impact our learning community. Uh, if people want to connect with you, Jeff, man, how, how should they go about trying to do that? Yeah. I mean, they're welcome to, to, to email me. Uh, I'll give you my, my school email. It's Jeff Cochran, C O C H R A N at Sela S E L A H schools.org. Uh, you can find, I mean, you can find me on all the kind of socials, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff too. Um, happy to connect and, Gosh, I'll talk anything education for hours. I'd love to be back. We can talk. <laughs> you know, we didn't even talk to language, some of those other cool things. I that know, we're I know, I know, I know. We we need to uh we definitely need to get back and uh and, and let's talk that uh as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you um connect with Jeff. Uh share this with a friend. Don't be selfish. Uh CT integration is important. It's something so many insights that we share here that uh all of us could use in our district just to to take it to the next level uh until the next episode remember you don't have to be great to get started but you have to get started to be great peace thank you for listening to the global cte podcast be sure to like and subscribe to be the first to know about future episodes